Hey, this is Kenny. Welcome or welcome back to the Midweek Crossroads Podcast. As you can tell, my nose is crazy stopped up. You know, it's just something about the seasons in Alabama. Here we are in September uh, of 2019, and it is over 100 degrees today. And as you can hear, uh, my nose has decided it's not going to work today. So I'm not going to bother you long, but we're very excited about a new series that God's laid on our heart. Uh, It's called She Says. Uh, For the month of September, we've got four women that are going to come and speak to us about what God's done in their life. And that's a broad, broad subject because there's so many things that God does in our lives. But we've asked these ladies to come and speak to uh, our student ministry, Crossroads, and just So they could kind of hear what God's done in and through their lives. Uh, The best way to start this off is with one of Crossroads' favorite people and one of my favorite favorite people, uh, Amy Ezekiel. And so we're excited to have May leading this tonight. And what we've told all of our students is uh, for our guys, guys, we're bringing godly women in so you'd know what to look for when you're trying to pick that special someone. And ladies, this is what it looks like to be a godly woman. So uh, when listen to this. I hope you enjoy it. I hope uh, God speaks through May to you. And uh, click that subscribe button and become part of the Crossroads family. As always, welcome to Crossroads. Hi. Hi. That was lame. Y'all are... Hi. Hello. Hi. Hey. Are y'all awake? No. Yes. You better wake up. Better wake up. So, um, so first of all, I just want to go ahead and say right off the bat that I like uh, class participation. So if I ask a question, that probably means you need to answer it. And if I ask for something, that probably needs, means you need to do it. Right? No awkward silence. That makes that makes me feel weird, and that makes me ramble and. Nobody, nobody wants that. So um, I am very excited um, and also a little nervous to be kicking this off. That was, this is a great idea. Uh, I don't know why he asked me to <laughs> kick it off, but um, I am very honored and I'm very uh, excited. And I'm just, he was right earlier when, I, when he said that I, I don't, I told him I didn't know what I was going to talk about. I have an idea of what I want to talk about. A general idea, but you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that you can talk about when when someone presents it to you. Like, so hey, just tell somebody what God's done in your life. Wow, that's a that's a lot. Like, God's done a lot in my life. Like, that's we only have you know 32 minutes. Like, that's uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be hard. So I was trying to think, like, you know, obviously, what could I say? What could I, you know, what could I tell these wonderful teenagers in here. Um, And so I thought, I'm just going to, I don't really like to talk about myself a whole lot. I would rather just, you know, go by a a lesson or or a study or something. Um, But it does excite me to be able to share with y'all what God has done in my life. And he's done a lot. Um, And so part of it um, is, you know, Whenever someone asks you to give your testimony, for me, when I was younger, I was like, oh, no, I don't. Like, I don't, I don't really have a testimony. <laughs> like, it's not, like, I'm not going to do that. And so what I want y'all to know is what I learned later on in life is that your testimony 
it doesn't just have to be about your salvation experience. That's where it starts, and that's the greatest place for it to start. But your testimony and, and what you can share with people um, is the journey that takes place after that also. So, um, so that's kind of what I'm going to do. And my testimony starts with kind of probably um, the same as a lot of y'all's. And I was a 12, 13-year-old, you know, preteen teenager who finally was like, you know what, there's just something that's like missing. And uh, at the time, I was like, I mean, I kind of know what it is, but I'm kind of nervous. I was raised in church. Um, I've been to this church my whole life, and so for me, it was always, um, I always knew about God, always heard about God. I was always in a place where um, that was preached and taught and shown um, in a really, you know, great way. And so I had a lot of knowledge of who God was, and I had a lot of knowledge of who He was to other people, but I had not yet experienced that myself, and so Later on, you know, like I said, I knew that I was missing something to make me feel like I was complete. And for all of us in different stages of our lives, we, we will hopefully experience that because that is, um, you know, that usually is the tug and the call that, you know, um, you know salvation is, is what, you're, what you're looking for. And so... Um, Mine was a, it finally hit me, which y'all are not going to know anything about this. Y'all might remember for those of y'all that were here. And I think it was a, I think everybody got one, but we got like a, a Jesus video in the mail. Does anybody remember that? Okay. Yeah. You're, yeah. You didn't have one. You're, you're too, you're way too young. Um, so everybody got, and I don't think it was just a church, like our church thing. I think it was like county, maybe even. I don't know. I don't know who all got it. But we got it, and so we watched it as a family. And it was after watching that, and it was kind of like, has anybody seen Passion of the Christ? Mm. Thanks. Okay. None of y'all have seen the Passion of the Christ? Okay. Yeah. All right. little delayed reaction. Okay. Here we go. Waking up. There we go. Okay. So it was... It was a movie similar to that. It was the story of, you know, of Jesus. And so um, it was just very powerful. And I remember thinking afterwards, like, that is what I'm missing. Like, that is what I need. Um, and so, you know, go and talk to the preacher. Well, I went and talked to my mom first. And so I went and talked to the preacher. And so, again, it's your typical kind of, like, this is how this goes, right? And so go and talk to the preacher get baptized, and then, you know, your new life is supposed to begin. And so for those of you who have experienced that and who have received salvation and you are living your life for Christ, um, there's not a way that I can explain it, and I hope that you have your own experience and your own kind of struggle with explaining it also, but there was an immediate change in my life. Like, I knew it was very real. I knew that that was exactly what it was that I was searching for because I instantly found this peace that I had not known. Um, and so 
hopefully for those of you who have experienced something similar to that, you can kind of understand where I'm coming from. But I can't, I cannot explain it to you. It's not like a, this is what you'll experience. This is what you'll feel. It's kind of your own thing. Um, but I knew that that was very much what it was for me. And so here I am. I'm excited. I've, I feel different. Like I've got this new excitement about me. Like I, I was always like a... Um, like a, I don't know if bubbly is the right word. I've probably never been bubbly. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think I was a pretty fun kid. Um, maybe a little mischievous. I don't know. Beth, I don't know. Anyway, we won't talk about it. Um, but I've, I was always kind of excitable, I guess. Like, whoa, this is fun. This is, but this was a, t- it was a totally different thing for me. And so I was like, man, I got to just go tell people about this. Like, this is awesome. Like, I want to tell all my friends. And so, like a lot of you right now, who all's in middle school? I'm not in middle school. Why am I raising my hand? Who all's in middle school? Okay. So, like middle schoolers, you know, um, when you're excited about something, you, of course, want to go tell your friends and all that. And so, I was like, oh, man, everybody's going to be excited. Like, this is going to be so great. Well, it didn't really happen that way. There were people that were like, what are you talking about? Because I thought, a lot of my friends go to church with me, like, or they go to church somewhere. They're going to totally understand what I'm talking about. They're going to totally be on board. Like, this is going to be so great. Like, this is going to be fun. Um, it wasn't really that way. It was what you probably would expect or what you may have experienced yourself. It was a lot of like, what are you, what are you what's wrong with you? Like, why are you acting like that? You're acting weird. Um, and again, I was not a I was not a bad kid. I was not, um, you know. I think my worst trait, and probably still to this day, is um, I had a sharp tongue. And Hunter, what are you looking at me like that for? Um, and so it was just very like very you know sarcasm is 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 very comfortable for me and uh, different different aspects of that. And so, but feeling different. And knowing I needed to be different. Um, and all the time, I, I did not, uh, it was mostly sarcasm and just, you know, quick-witted, whatever you want to call it. Um, but sometimes it would hurt, you know, people's feelings by the things that I would say. So I had this whole new attitude, and I was like, this is, I'm different. I, I know there's a difference. I need to make sure that other people see this difference because that is what I'm supposed to do. Like, that is that is the life of a Christian. Um, and so the change needed to take place, but my friends and the world around me at that time, which was, which was school and that type of atmosphere and sports, and um, they were not very receptive, as you can probably imagine. And so it was like, why are you being weird? Why are you different? We don't like this, Amy. Like, this is, like, why are you being nice? Like, you're not being sarcastic and rude and whatever. Um, and so it quickly, it quickly became very real to me that, uh, that that was not the norm. Like, as great as I felt and as wonderful as it was to have this new excitement and this joy that I have found, um, because I did not have that when I was younger. Um, there were certain situations, that, and I just knew, like, I was angry a lot and, you know, different different things caused that, but I just was, it was a little bit of a bummer because I was like, this is so good and this is what I need and this is what I know I want to do, yet 
if I do this, I know I'm going to have to be over here by myself. Nobody wants that, right? So I had to make a decision like, okay, so what do I do? Do I choose to continue on this new path that that I'm on and, and to live my life not for me anymore and not for my friends and not for any of this, or do I just go back to the way I was? And so also as a person who does not like change and who does not like to be out of their comfort zone, that was very, that was very real for me too. And so it was just easier for me to slip back into old habits, old routine, old friendships, it was just easier. Um, but I always looked forward to Wednesdays and Sundays because that's when I felt like I could really experience what I really wanted to experience here at church. Um, and so it was like I was living these, you know, two separate lives at church. Um, I wasn't pretending that was truly who I, you know, was seeking to become. But the majority of that week at school and around my friends, like I was a completely different person. And so it was just this huge struggle um, that carried on because, you know, again, it was just easier to continue in that life. And, um, and so it carried on. And what I struggled with the most was knowing that this is what I needed to do, knowing that everything that I read in Scripture and everything that I heard in preaching and everything that, you know, I learned at conferences and from Kenny and all of these things, like, I knew what I needed to do. And it was just being bold enough and going for that. Yet something kept holding me back. And I'm here to tell you that, um, again, if you've not already experienced that, um, you know, when you become a Christian, when you receive salvation and you experience that, it is, um, it is the best thing, or it should be the best thing that you, that you have experienced up to that point. Um, but Satan does not want us to experience that. Um, and it says in Scripture that, Sa- that his, you know, his goal is to steal, kill, and destroy. And that is his mission every day in the life of a Christian, um, is to steal your joy is to kill any uh, plans of a future that you have, and it's to um, destroy any hope that you might have in that future and in Christ. Um, and that's kind of where I was. I was experiencing all of that, and it was really tough because, again, it was this constant struggle of, you know, what I needed to do versus what I was doing. And so fast forward a few years and, um, you know, high school, which high school was different because high school changed and, you know, you don't always keep, you might keep, I say this to the girls all the time and they always are like, ah, but you might keep your, the same group of friends all through your school years and afterwards and you might all live happily ever after and I'm sure that you all will. Um, but just in case, because um, there are rare, there are people like that. Renee's one of those people, like she's had the same friends forever and that's wonderful and that's great. But for me, it was not. So my friend group kind of changed and, you know, that's kind of to be expected a little bit, but that also just showed me that who these friends that I had been with, um, you know, I could be without them, but now it was with a different group. And again, 
nothing bad. Like it wasn't like, it wasn't, these were not people that I should not have been with as far as like things that they were doing and things like that, but they were absolutely people that, um, you know, were not on the same path. But yet, here we are, we're all going to church together and we are, or at least attending another church. And so in the back of your mind, Satan does these things to you. You know, he makes you think, makes you rationalize things. And so it was like, well, at least, you know, we are all Christians and that's a good thing. You know, at least we're good girls and at least we have, you know, morals and values and all of that. But at the same time, what good is that when you're not living your life in a different way? You know, were, were, was people, were people able to see that in me? Or was it because of the friend group that I had that it was a big question mark? You know, all of these different things. And so here we are, high school, new, new group of friends. And, of course, that was with new struggles. And um, it was the same one. You know, it was just still this big push and pull. And I wasn't really sure who I was at that point because I had just kind of morphed into whoever my friends were at the time. Um, specifically, some of my best friends, you know, it was just like, I didn't know what that looked like outside of, of that. And some of y'all might know what I'm talking about. Some of you right now might be thinking, that's me, you know. I don't know who I am without these people around me at all times. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't do anything without these people, you know. Um, and that's where I was. And I had put all of who I was into these people. Um, and junior, I think it was maybe junior year, summer of, of senior year, whatever. Um, all of that changed because there I was, I'd found myself alone again. Like they had all abandoned me. The ones that I was really, like, putting stuff into. And so I thought, what? Like, what's, what's happening? What's happening? Um, and so it really hit me in that moment when I was truly broken, and I, had, I thought at the time that everything that I had, you know, everything about me and who I was and all of that, like, it was just gone. Like, I had zero um, knowledge of, like, who I was by myself. And that was a scary place because I was by myself. Like I had other friends, but not that core group of friends that you hang out with and you do stuff with. And, um, and so I was, you know, alone again. And it was for no reason in particular. It was just different people moving in different directions and doing different things. And, um, but it really hit me in that moment. And I think that was the part, that was the point in my life where, God really got my attention to, to break me, to make me probably realize these things, but also just to give me a real good dose of reality. Because reality is, whether we are living without Christ and, uh, you know, doing whatever, regardless if it's good or bad or whatever, like there are people that are going to judge you. There are people that are going to say things about you. There are going to be people that don't like you. There are going to be people that, you know, start rumors about you. There's going to be, there's going to be all of that, right? Um, but even when you're living your life for Christ, there's still going to be that, right? You're still going to have people judge you. You're still going to have people 
say things about you. You're still going to have all of these different things. And so for me, at that moment, I realized, like, that was a, that was a really bad judgment call on my part because I was then in a lose, like, I was like, that, that, doesn't, even, that doesn't even make sense to me, you know? Here I was, like, I, I went back. Like, I changed who I was. I went back to these people, and they didn't stay my friends, and I changed myself again for these people, and they didn't stay my friends. And the only person that was there the whole time that was like, hey, if you'll just be here with me and consider yourself my friend, like, we could really get this life that you want going. And that was Christ. And so for me, at that moment, when I was 17, 18, going into my senior year, where I was completely broken. I didn't really have anybody that I could, like, I didn't feel like I had anybody that I could call up as a best friend to be like, man, I'm struggling. Hey, like, I had, there was nobody. And so it really rocked my world. And that's when I decided, like, it doesn't matter who I am with any of these group of people. Um, For me, it took that knowing that all that matters is who I am in Christ. And now I'm not standing up here and saying that uh, since my senior year of high school until now as a 32-year-old that it's been great and fabulous and wonderful um, and that I've done a terrific job of being a Christian and all that goes with that because that's not the case. But I am telling you that it was at that point where my life was able to truly change and it wasn't because of decisions that I was making Um, because I had no clue what I was going to do. There were some big decisions that needed to follow that, and I didn't know. Everybody was like, oh, I'm going to so-and-so college, and I'm going to major in this. And I was like, I mean, I'm probably going to eat pizza for supper. I don't really know what I'm going to do. Like, I don't know. Um, That sounds like a really good plan. I don't have one, so good good luck. God bless. I don't know what to say. Um, And so I really just had to depend on and trust in the Lord to, you know, to, to guide me and to get me through. I, I prayed for, I prayed for wisdom. I prayed for a plan. I prayed for, for new friends. I, I prayed for all of these different things. And, um, and at the time, like it was, it was kind of hard because all of that stuff wasn't happening right when I thought it needed to happen. You know, we, we sometimes have a really good plan of our own and our time frame seems to be the best, but it, it's actually not. Um, and so, but eventually those things started happening. You know, the Lord did bless me with new friends. And unfortunately for me, they were friends that um, had been there the whole time. They had been in my path, right in front of my face, in this church, in this youth room, um, the entire time. And I completely looked over them. I completely bypassed them because I was totally focused on another group on another people. Um, And some of those people are still are my very best friends to this day. And so for me, I look back and I'm thankful for that. But it also makes me a little sad um, because if I would have just been obedient to the call that God had on my life from the very beginning, I would have been able to experience those things as it was supposed to happen um, versus later on down the road. But that's one of the best things about who God is, is that He is faithful regardless of whether we are or not. Um, And so He had begun to show me and to reveal things to me and 
things that I didn't even know. I was, when I say that I was like really lost about what I was going to do and where I was going to go and who I was going to hang out with and all that kind of stuff, like that is the absolute truth. Like, again, I had friends, like I had people that I would talk to, but I'd had nobody um, until God started bringing those people into my life. And, um, and eventually, you know, it was time to graduate. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I did get a little scholarship to Wallace. Y'all don't even know about Wallace. It's not even here anymore. But, you know, people would be like, Wallace State? I'd be like, no. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't even know there was a Wallace State. I'm talking about George C. Uh, right down the road, <laughs> you know. Um, but, again, it was a scholarship. It was kind of a start of a plan. And so I was like, well, I'm thankful for that at least, you know. I don't know what I'm going to do anyway, so I might as well just go ahead and go get started. Um, but then there were other things like, okay, well, now I'm technically a grown-up, and I don't know what I'm going to do. And again, I had zero plans, zero, zero plans, like none, like none, none, none. And I was like, I don't even know, like, okay, so I'm just going to go to school at night. What am I going to do in the day? Like, I probably need a job. Never had a job before. I was 18. I was actually 19. I was like, I've never had a job. That's weird. Never had a job. I mean, I babysat, but not like a real job. Not like a, you know, eight to five, seven to four, whatever, whatever, whatever. So I was like, I mean, I probably need a job. My mom would probably like for me to get a job. That's probably going to be a good idea. So let me see if I can get a job. Again, no plan. And I was like, Lord, I don't, like, you, you know what's best. I do not. I don't know please show me, you know, and again, he was faithful, and I've told you all the story before, Kenny and Jessica came to me, um, and asked me to, to keep their child, they didn't know it was a boy at the time, and, um, when he, when he was born, and when it was time for Jessica to go back to school, and I was like, oh, that's gonna be awesome, like, I love kids, I've done this before, kind of, not full-time, but I was like, that's going to work. That's going to be good. That is a great setup. Do that during the day. Go to school at night. Perfect. Thanks, God. Like, that's awesome. Um, and it was. It was awesome. Um, and then, you know, he he had to go to school also. And I was like, really? He's really smart. Like, he probably doesn't need school. Like, we could probably just hang out for a few more years. I don't know. Because, again, I knew that something was going to start changing. I don't like change. I had zero plans. Um, I'm also not a great planner, in case y'all haven't caught on to that either. So I don't plan well. I don't like change. Uh, so not a whole lot going on for me. Um, but again, the Lord was faithful, and he just kept putting people in my life for a period of time um, that absolutely needed to be, and it just continued on from there. It was because I loved that so much. You know, there, there comes the point also where you can pray, you can ask things of God because He knows your heart, He knows the desires of your heart, um, and He wants you to have those. Like, He wants to bless you in a way that, number one, you can't really fathom and you can't really, you know, describe and you can't really believe because it seems too good to be true, but um, God can do that if we allow him to just do that. Um, and so that's what had happened. And so I loved being a nanny. I didn't even think, like that was not even a, that was not even a thought for me. Um, but it happened and I fell in love with that and it was the greatest thing. 
and it continued through other families and it continued through the Owsleys and the Coppages and it was just this great setup for this great amount of time um, again until it wasn't and so again it was like what do I what do I need to do and all along the way there's other things you know that you know, obviously with each year, you know, I got older too and there were things that were happening in my life where I was like, well, I'd really like to have this also, but I guess if it's not supposed to happen, it's not supposed to happen. Um, and again, I'm not standing up here telling y'all that it's going to be like, that it was easy and it was just like, oh, I'm just trusting God every step of the way. Because that really wasn't the case. Like there were doubts, there were fears, there was, you know, lots of questions. But at the, at the very end of the day, it was think about where you've been and think about where you've come. And none of that has been because of anything that I've done on my own. It's all been because I trusted in the Lord. Anything that, had good, anything that was good and is still continuing to be good has only happened um, because I let the Lord plan that out and not me. Um, I had plans... I had plans a long time ago about certain things and every girl in this room is going gonna, is gonna to be giving me a silent amen when I say this. But when you're about between the ages of, I don't know, teenager to not teenager, um, you think about certain things. You think about who you're going to marry. You think about where you're going to live. You think about how many kids you're going to have and what their names are going to be and all of that stuff. You're going to have a dog and it's going to be a really fluffy, cute dog and all of these things, silent amens all over the house. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, don't, yes, Linda gave me an amen. Um, so you do, you think about those, and you just have all of it planned out. And I had all of that planned out. And gosh, it was the cutest little thing. Like, it was awesome. It was wrapped up so cute. And uh, I had that plan that I, all that was going to happen when I, like, around 25. Like, I was going to be in a good place at 25. 25, 25, 25. Um, I'm 32, and in case y'all don't know, like, I ain't got no babies, I ain't got no dog. I do have a man, uh, so that's good, but what? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, but my point with that is you can plan all you want. You can have plan after plan after plan, blueprints after blueprints, Names after names, dreams after dreams, and dreams are not bad and goals are not bad, but if they're only your plans, if there's been no, like, praying to God, if there's been no consulting with God, like, if all of these things are just things that you want to achieve because you want to do it and you want to get recognition for it or you want to experience it in a selfish type of way, um, then it's probably not going to work out. And so a big part of my journey and a big part of my testimony is patience um, and knowing that while I was pursuing other things that maybe I didn't need to pursue, um, again, not necessarily bad things. Um, and just about the time that um, every time that I surrendered to him and decided to actually serve him, that's when big things started happening in my life. Um, and so with each time, it was just a bigger blessing after a bigger blessing. And um, that's not just in my everyday life, but that was here too. You know, there was, I was very uh, aware of the fact that I needed to stay here. I've said that to y'all before. Um, I thought it was just, again, because I was very comfortable here. 
But yet again, God had a bigger plan, and He's opened so many doors for me to serve here, um, not just in the youth group, but in this church. And so what I want to challenge y'all to do is to be open and to go ahead at whatever age that you are, if you've not already, just go ahead and surrender so that you're able to serve because that's when the Lord's going to be able to bless you. That's when he's going to be able to open up your eyes and to allow you to experience these things that he wants you to experience. Um, For me, because I chased selfishness for so long, you know, I feel like that a lot of that has delayed some of that for my life, but I know that that's not always the case because God's timing is the best timing. Um, But I don't, you know, be able to be open to that so that he can bless you now um, without the fear of friends or social status or popularity or any of that because at the end of the day, like that stuff's going to be, it's either going to be there in a good way or it's going to be there in a bad way or it's going to fade really quick because it does. Um, And so all of these things that I was worried about when I was your age and all of these things that y'all are worried about now at your age, like, just know that those are fleeting and that if we allow the Lord to be to lead us and to guide us, um, he's going to take us to where we need to be. And so I do want to read two, two verses real quick. And um, the first one is in Jeremiah. So if y'all have a Bible, y'all can turn to because that'd be fun. Jeremiah 22, actually, let's do Jeremiah 29, 11 first. And some of y'all probably are like, oh, I know that one. So if someone's got it, hit it. Okay, so right there, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And I know that several of y'all, probably all of y'all at some point have heard that. Um, But that's one of those verses that I kind of had to cling to, and I still cling to that because there there are things right now going on in my life where I'm like, Oh, gosh. Yeah, still no plan. I have no plan. Like, I need a plan. (laughs) And so I have to cling to this verse um, often. And so I want to encourage y'all to have this verse to where you can cling to it and know that the plans that are for your life, the thing that, one of the things I really love about this verse is that it says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. It doesn't read, you know, you, know, you know the plans that are coming your way or you know what's going to happen or you, because we don't. And those are not for us to know. Those plans are not for us to know all the time. And those plans sometimes are not for us to even be able to get ready for. Sometimes they're very much like, hey, surprise, here you go. Um, and it's scary and it's hard, but it usually ends up being worth it. And so just know that Anything that you're struggling with right now or anything that you're worried about or future plans or like 
any big decisions that you're having to make, just know that the Lord already has that worked out for you. He knows the plans that he has for you, and he's declared that, and that's a promise that he gives us. And then the other verse I want us to read is in Jeremiah also, and it's 22:21. And so if somebody will read that. but you said I will not listen. This has been your way from your youth, that you have not obeyed my voice. Thank you. So it says, I warned you when you felt secure, but you said I will not listen. This has been your way from your youth, and you've not obeyed me. And so when I was reading that today, and I kind of just came across it, um, and that's also a just for me a way that when the Lord really speaks, he's like, hey, um, you know, this is, this is kind of what I want you to hear. Because it's, it's just as much for me as it is for, for anybody else. Because it, it says, I warned you when you felt secure. So um, knowing that we're in a good place doesn't mean that we can get comfortable there. And knowing that or thinking that we're in a good place doesn't mean we can get comfortable there. Um, you know, when we think we've got it all going on and we think we've got it figured out and we've, you know, things are going good and we're on the right track and all of that, like anything can happen. And so the Lord is saying, I warned you when you felt secure, but you said, I will not listen. This has been your way from your youth and you've not obeyed. And a lot of times when we're younger and still sometimes when we're older, we think that we know what's best because it's our life and we have to, you know, handle these things and talk about these and actually do these things. But in reality, we, we have no idea. And so a challenge for me at this season in my life, again, has been patience and it's been trusting and it's been uh, just believing um, and obeying that what God has in store for me is what's best, even though it's hard and even though it's scary because there's just a lot of unknown. Um, but... I want to challenge you to do the same in your life. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're dealing with. Um, maybe everything is going great right now, and that's awesome. Um, but are you still being obedient? And in that also, when things are going great, um, are you giving that praise and that honor to God? Are you taking glory for that? Or, you know, just a lot of these questions that we can ask ourselves because life is a is a tricky little thing. Um, and like I said, you never know what's going to happen. And so I just want to, again, just challenge y'all to, at this point in your life, and I know you're like, we're really young and we've got a lot of time and I've got the best friends and we're in a good place and all of this and all of that and whatever, whatever, whatever. But again, you never know what's going to happen. And so at the end of the day, whether you've got a whole lot of friends or if you're by yourself or whatever your situation may be, um, know that you're not alone because God is there and he's just waiting and he's going to continue to pursue us um, and be faithful even when we're not and even when we're running as far away from him as we can and even when we're telling him we're not going to listen um, because we don't want to fully surrender. But I'm telling you, it'll be the best decision that you've ever made to fully surrender and to be open to serve him 
in all of the ways that he has in store for you. Um, so I am going to pray, if that's all right. And then I guess Kenny will come back up, maybe. <clears throat> Dear Lord, I just thank you right now for, um, God, I just thank you for all that you are. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Reach out to us through our social media. Go to KennyCrossroads.com and you can find all our places where you can get in contact with us. Or feel free to drop by sometime. Meet us at West End Baptist Church, Clanton, Alabama, or drop by on a Wednesday night at Crossroads, which is on the campus of West End Baptist Church. Love to hear from you. Love to just see what you're getting from this. And as always, thank you for being a part of Crossroads.